you know, now she's looking at, like, Islam and shit like that. Like, I'm just wondering, like, you know, I don't know. She's full of shit, too. She's probably going to, like, boil her piss and, like, I don't know. What else was I talking about? Oh, uh, <laughs> like, she doesn't like, she likes rituals, but she doesn't like rules. Like, I just don't know how that works. Uh, like, you know, you, you practice rituals, but they're not, like, but they're not rules. Mm, I don't really get that either. Yeah, anyway. Oh. What else do I have? So there's Gwyneth Paltrow. I got three people I fucking can't stand. They're probably going to be, like, the fucking, like, mean team of, like, mean girls in heaven or some shit like that when they get up there. But Gwyneth Paltrow is so fucking smug. Like, this bitch, like, her favorite food is her own t- slow-roasted turkey ragu. Like, that's so fucking smug, right? Like, this, no one could cook to this bitch's caliber. She's just like... I gotta fucking make it myself, like for real. Like, come on. Like, she probably like fashioned a dildo out of like a summer squash and gourd and just like kicked Chris Martin's ass to the side. Like, that's why he divorced his ass. Like, fuck it. (laughs) She's got it covered. Like, just over it. Like, yeah. Like, in this bitch's website, goop. Yeah, does that sound like a racial slur to anyone else? Goop. She's been riding hard with this name for like 10 fucking years, right? But no one's going to say shit. That's all right. She's a racist. It's cool. She is. But whatever. Like this Apple business, right? That's a smug little bitch name. Apple, come on. It is. It's a smug little bitch name. Like think about it. Like Apple's a girl. You're like, oh, I really like this boy. He's so cute. And like a week later, the little bitch is dating him. Like that's what a fucking Apple does, right? They're like... Who are you giving an apple to? Your fucking teacher, because you're a fucking suck-up. That's who you're giving apples to. You know who you want to roll with? Fucking mango and peaches. Those bitches has got your back. Like, mango's hella fun. Peaches is going to fucking pick up a chair and, like, take it to a fucking purse if you need it. They got you, right? Mango overripened, fucking delicious. An apple, fucking mealy and gross. And that's the caliber of character you named your kid. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> That was great taking Gwyneth Paltrow to task. Fuck Gwyneth Paltrow, y'all. Fuck Gwyneth Paltrow. Fuck Goop. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is a comedy I could agree with. Uh, also, it wasn't a dildo made out of gourds. It was uh, solid gold. So, and platinum. Because, well, fucking why not? You know, on Goop, they have uh, uh, monogram ping pong paddles for poop kits? What do you do with a poop kit? Oh, oh, well, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> For how much? For how much? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollar poop kit, y'all. All right, that's the kind of that's the kind of shit we will not stand for at Mutiny. One shit. For one good enema shit. We got we got real deep in this poop in this poop talk, guys. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, uh, guys, <laughs> we're gonna keep this thing moving. Give it up for your next comic, Valerie Benale. All righty, let's give it up for White Power, please. White Power. Let's play White Power Hour, where every time I put my hands up, you take a shot. Let's do that. Oh, no such thing as too soon, babies. Just too late. That's how my mother told me I was conceived. Um, So, like, dogs and humans have, like, a really long history together, right? We've been rocking and riding with them for a long time. I wonder how they inherited some of our quirks. 
You know what I mean? Like when a bitch gets pregnant, um, does she have the same fear and anxiety that I would? You know what I mean? Like, are there dumpster dog babies? That's what I'm driving at. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. She's just like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's like, fuck, I'm four years old. Sparky's getting spayed. Like, his owner took him away. Like, what am I going to do with six kids, you know? All right, new shit. All right. Um, I have a polar bear bit. I'm not going to do it all. But, um... Part of it was me saying that, like, I don't think it's climate change. Republicans are right. I think it's black and brown bears moved in, and it's just a white bear flight, you know. Most of them live in gated communities anyway. So, you know, they're not used to the scenery change. You know, and then someone corrected me and was like, actually, polar bears have black skin and clear fur. And I was like, fuck it, they're Uncle Tom bears, dude. You got to get rid of them. (laughs) Fuck it, I can't feel bad. You know, and we shouldn't call them endangered because they're predators, you know what I mean? Like, let's change that, you know? What are they in danger of? You know, seals that we used to club for coats will be perfectly fine. They'll be happy, thrilled. I say we call them limited edition. What do you think? Limited edition, you know what I mean? Out of stock, maybe, you know? I was reading that, like, uh, whites are going to be a minority in, like, 2020, 2040-ish, so you're going to be limited edition at some point. Black people are already endangered, so, you know, again, limited edition, soon to be out of stock. You know, um, I just want to know who's got next, you know, who's going to fill the vacuum, the void, you know what I mean? And I have an idea because I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, Mixandmatch.com. What do you guys think about it? Where we match you on your lowest common denominator, you know what I mean? So you can find your perfect capital O other. Intermission. All right. Um, maybe I can start applications for new oppressors. What do you guys think? You know, I got the Chinese at the top of my list. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got them at the top, but I did buy black sheets and I'm learning Arabic. You know what I mean? Because you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, fucking ocean ain't that big, you know what I mean? <laughs> like this hair. Um, but yeah, a Middle Eastern men, they 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 don't fuck around with the women. Um, I was watching documentaries. The women are getting acid thrown on their faces. They're getting stoned to death. Really fucked up shit. But here's the thing: if you look like a ninja, 99.9% of the time, you got to know wax on, wax off. <laughs> that never hits that well. Um, maybe we could do something for them, you know, like a telethon. You guys remember telethons? You know, like we had the Katrina thing, telethon, you know, tsunami telethon. You get shot, we'll think about it. We'll think about it, you know? Like maybe like we can get them a revolutionary starter kit. You know, a couple AKs and a Toyota. You know what I mean? And I know that a lot of Middle Eastern women don't drive. Maybe Suge Knight. He's available. (laughs) He's good at dodging bullets. Uh, There's no such thing as hidden depression. Have you guys seen this thing called hidden depression? Seven signs of hidden depression. Um, Here's the thing. Like, we all know, okay? Like, we know your girl left and that you want to hang yourself from a ceiling fan. We all know. We just don't give a fuck because it's not about me. It's all about you, (laughs) you know? I just say, like, go out and get yourself, like, a real mental illness, like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. You know what I mean? And don't get bipolar 2. Like, if you go to the mental illness health store and get bipolar 2, bring it back. Bring it back. Get bipolar 1. Because, like, the difference is, is, like, if you were casting a movie and you're like, you know who'd be really great in this? Morgan Freeman. But we only have the budget for Tracy Morgan. You know what I mean? Similar. Similar, but kind of different. The movie's going to be fire either way. You know. (laughs) Um... I'm just going to leave you with this. Uh, My mother used to say, a St. Jude commercial a day keeps the vibrator at bay. (laughs) And you know what? Women are always right. Thank you so much for laughing. (laughs) 
funny, very funny. Good shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I've had a lot of fun hosting. I hope you had fun. You guys still, everybody good? Good? No? Okay. Fair enough. Well, we're going to keep this thing moving with your next host. We're going to keep this at shit hot, excuse me, this fit hot, uh, with, your new, uh, with your new host. He's a very lovely man. He's my special man. Uh, guys, give it up for Ethan Albers. Now, I have a special music, actually, for when I'm bringing up. What's going on, guys? Hey, you're in the third hour. Third hour of an open mic. Keep it going. And in a showcase, you want to stick around, because the headliner for that uh, has been on TV and also in jail, so you know he's good. He's really good. Cole Chapman, he did a great job hosting. He called me a special boy. I think I could fuck, I think I could fuck Cole. Like, I totally, I think, I think I have an end. What do you think, Mackenzie? I watch you guys' sets from in the booth. A lot of you guys' sets. You guys have some fucking problems. Every single one of you guys has some fucking real problems. I'm a homeless, technically, and I'm like, I don't have your guys' problems. I have I have a few problems, but definitely not your guys' problems. Sean McKenzie and, and like anxiety, Jesus, and anorexia. We'll go ahead and call that. I'm throwing an eating disorder. No man who's 31 should be that skinny. Let's go ahead and be honest. Mary Goss, therapist. Oh, man, Mary Goss put makeup on today, guys. Round of applause for the makeup. Keep it on all the time, Mary, is what we're saying. Jonah Pollock's in the audience. I'm just going to roast people. Jonah Pollock's in the audience. A sad Jew. FC Sierra's in the room, ladies. And gentlemen, keep it going for FC. That's a big deal. You're going to see him in the fourth hour because he's a beast. He's actually really, really funny. Really funny. I, uh, what was I going to ramble about? What was I going to ramble about? I was going to roast everybody. My pussy is, you don't want to see it, it's, it's a sad, that's a scary looking pussy, sad, scary looking pussy. It looks like, it looks like uh, somebody threw a hand grenade into a deli. Not my joke, Pam Benjamin's joke, I had to do it, I had to do it. I'm having an okay day, I'm having a pretty good day. Uh, I sat in traffic coming over here from the Bay Bridge. Uh, here's the thing: I, I live on a bus, um, so it's uh, it's weird. I I live on a bus and I developed road rage <laughs> yeah. on a bus in my home in my home, and it's uh, and I'm not proud of it. I get angry. I say uh, I have one word. I'm trying to like 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 trying to fix myself. Like we we all lose our minds in traffic or something. We just lose our minds. And I have one word I go to. I yell the word faggot in traffic. And I know it's not right. That's not right of me. It's not right of me. There's there's no homophobia behind it, but I know that doesn't change the power of that word. So I yell that. And the day I was stuck in traffic, I yell faggot at this woman. And she was like, she was like driving across like six lanes of traffic. You know, to catch the cash bridge, cash toll. And she's like looked right at me. 
And I just like knew like that look. She had that whoa look, whoa. And the look was, if he's saying that to me in traffic, what's he saying to the kids on the bus? Because I live on a bus. Bus living, that's fun. Round of applause for homeless people if you guys like it in here. Who's happy in here? Man bun, new, new age man bun, of course you're happy. Spelunking. What it, twice a day you meditate, 20 minutes, morning and night. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you do. You wake up to Alan Watts every day, don't you? <laughs> no, but honestly, who's, who's happy? Who's, who else is happy? My new friend. I don't know anything about you. You're happy. You're from Boston? Yeah. You know, you're fucking not happy. Come on, you're from Boston. Really? You're happy. Look at me in the eyes and tell me, I'm happy. He looked away, guys. He looked away. <laughs> Anyone else happy? Anybody else? I, Chris Rocky, I know you're not happy. You're off heroin. You're, there's no way. He's experienced as happy as one can get. Being off heroin? Nah, it's, it's all shit from there, right? Sobriety. Go back, Chris Rocky. Go back. <laughs> Daniel Vita Bernhicks, I know you're not happy. <laughs> when was the happiest moment of your life? Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Don't you? We should all be on heroin. <laughs> what about you, miss? What was the happiest moment in your life? You didn't clap when you said you were happy. Did, did you clap? I wasn't paying. I'm terrible. Paying I smoke some weed outside, so it's, I'm not the most attentive. What was the happiest moment in your life? Pretty good. Tony Sparks is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. That's his riff every single time. People, this next boom, it looks like a wet sailor, Nordic sailor. It's his riff. So when was happiest? Now you got that out of the way. When is your happiest moment? That tender day. Adorable tender day, right? Number four. Congrats. Round of applause for that. Number four tender day. Boom. The internet is alive and well. The economy is working. The economy is working. Everything is okay. The economy is strong. Ask the Jew in the audience. The, econ the economy's strong. Tell them the economy's strong. Uh, there's going to be a depression any week now. The economy is strong. Did you guys hear that? I am just fucking rant. I have not done. I've done one material. Okay, I don't care. I'm up here hosting. I'm having fun. Um, your next comedian, we're going to keep going into it, uh, is near and dear to my heart. He's absolutely a sweetheart. I want to see everybody's hands because we're going to bring him up fucking crazy. Everybody's hands on count three. We're going to lose our fucking minds for this next comedian because he deserves it. Okay? One, we're going to go on three. Not like and, but three. One, two, three. Drake! Come on, ladies and gentlemen! Welcome to stage, Daniel Vita Bernahicks! 
One night, I was drinking and driving, got into a three-car car accident. All right, thank you, thank you. It's been a while since I've been a mutiny. I've forgotten how uh, surreal this place is. Um, there's, oh, I don't, I'm not going to talk shit about it. Um, let's talk about real life. I don't know if you guys know this in West Virginia. West Virginia, it's illegal to marry your first cousin. They have a law against marrying first cousins. California, no such law exists. Uh, when I first heard that, I, when, when I first heard that, I thought it would be the other way around, you know? Until I really thought about it critically, and I realized that's just because we don't have that problem yet. You know what I mean? Like in West Virginia, that's such a problem. Someone had to get up in front of the state assembly and be like, look, I get it. Our cousins are super hot. But we've got five last names in this state as it is. Um, I've been dating this girl, and she's 20. She's 20. And dating a 20-year-old, it's it was cool on date one, um, but it's been weird ever since. Uh, like, 20-year-olds are really easy to impress. They're very easy to impress with simple, regular things. Like, I remember I texted her once and I said, hey, do you want to go get dinner when you get off work? And she texted me back, oh my god, is this a date? Um, Okay, new joke. Uh, I will tell you this about her though. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to take it slow. I don't really want to be in a serious relationship with her. I told her that from the beginning, but she's kind of struggling with that. Um, so today, for instance, she texted me and she was like, "Hey, Daniel, there's this other guy I have a crush on in my class, and I finally talked to him." And I texted her back. Oh, that's fucking awesome, you know? And then she texted me back, and I bought a vibrator yesterday. And basically what she's saying is she's like, oh, this human doesn't get you jealous? Maybe a robot will make you jealous. Um, thanks, Lael. Uh, uh, last week I was over at her house, and um, I realized, you know, like, like we, we were making out on the couch, and suddenly I realized, oh, I haven't showered in a week. Um, uh, so I decided to do the right thing and I went to the bathroom and I washed my dick off in the sink and um, the whole time I was washing my dick I was thinking you know she better at least like blow me at least because otherwise I have a clean dick for nothing and that's a waste of a clean dick um Let's see what else we can talk about tonight. Uh, fuck, I should have prepared. Um, Spanish class, no. That's a joke for when I want to win the audience back, and I've already won them over with my charm and wit. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, man. My generation, I'm, I'm, I'm 25, and my generation, I, most of our generation in this room, we, we successfully made weed real drugs. 
you know, because like regular weed is is not really like real drugs, but dabs, dabs is hard drugs. Um, dabs is like I know heroin junkies who are like, oh, I don't touch that shit. Um, that'll fuck you up. Uh, let's see, I got one more minute. I'm gonna end on this one. Um, I am Italian and I'm Jewish. Um, and being Italian and Jewish, it's it's basically like being Italian, but a little tweaked, a little tweaked. There's a little tweak to it. Like, let me give you an example. Um, you know, the other day, uh, my dad, he stubs his toe and he goes, oh, they. Um, <laughs> you know, I was eating food. I was eating, you know, my mom made some really good food and I, you know, I, I ate some of it and I looked at her and I went, hey, ma. That's a spicy matzo ball. Um, you know, and I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, he was teaching me about the, um, the Holocaust. He was letting me know about the history of our people. And he looks at me and he says, Daniel, never forget about it. Um, anyway, that's my time. Thank you. Even if I wanted to come after you, what am I going to do? Like, you're not going to lose a nipple, O'Malley. Get rid of the vest. All right, relax. But he was all pissed off, man. He was furious. He's sitting there. He's all bulked up, right? He's got this fat, swollen shoebox head. These angry wrinkles. Angry wrinkles. It's like a pack of hot dogs was glued to his forehead. Uh, he's reading me the police. Yeah, that breaker music right there, guys, is none other than Steve Pogey off his compact disc album, Felony Funny. <laughs> Available off of stevepogey.net. I'm assuming he doesn't have a .com. So that's my breaker music. For listeners at home, that's Steve Pogey, five years into doing comedy. Great idea to record an album. Great idea, five years into recording an album. Inside joke for comedians. Your next comedian stage is a staple of the Bay Area comedy community. Make it loud, make it proud for Leo Gold! Shit your pants, that's just a fact. <laughs> All right, I didn't shit my pants. No, I'm an alcoholic, not a sissy. There's a difference. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I was, uh, mm, I, I was told uh, never close my eyes or say, uh, beginning of a set. I think I'm, anyway, um, hi, how is everybody? Very well, pretty decent. Um, what was I gonna say to you? I found this shirt on the street today, which just goes to show you, like Donald Trump, I have no basic common decency because I did not wash it, and I'm wearing, never mind. It doesn't remind you of Donald Trump. It reminds me of Trump. <laughs> um, you guys, I went skinny dipping over the 4th of July weekend. And a friend of mine saw my bare naked ass for the first time. She was very excited to tell me that stretch marks can be reversed. She was. Um, but what good is it gonna do me if they're all pointing in the opposite direction? I don't know about that. Um, I'll just have you know, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is going really well. Um, 
what else can I tell you? What was I going to say about that? Oh, I am, I'm stealing my, I'm preparing myself for the Trump presidency. We, we, know, we know that's coming. This joke was funnier when it actually didn't seem likely. Now it seems likely. Anyway, we do know that's coming. Um, and it's going to be very difficult for people like me. It is. He's, he's going to take old women out and have them shot. <laughs> he is. And uh, I'm not surprised that like uh, the two people in the room with vaginas are the only people laughing at that joke. But anyway, he's going to have old women shot. Women my age, there's going to be enforced Botox. There is. It's, his advisors are already talking about this. It's called the Courtney Cox Initiative. <laughs> or however you say that in Russian. Dasvidanya pravda, Courtney Cox. Uh, anyway, that's, that's, what's, that's what's happening. He came for the Mexicans? I said nothing. <laughs> he came for the Muslims? I said nothing. He came for blonde? Telegenic Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly, and I freaked the fuck out. Um, what else can I tell you guys? I am dating a hipster. I want a big reaction to that. Can I just have a big reaction? I'm dating a hipster, which you know I have to say. I, I didn't. I didn't expect a positive reaction, but okay. Uh, anyway, I'm dating a hipster, which I have to say, it's, it's a little disorienting. It's pretty disorienting. Was that, a, was that a, the light, sir? Was that the light? There's no light. Oh, the, oh, oh uh, good, okay. Um, anyway, uh, it's pretty disorienting. Um, so disorienting, I'm losing my place in my joke. Uh, yes, dating a hipster, pretty disorienting. No, he, I told him the other day that I was gonna sleep with a woman and he did not bat an eye. Then I told him that his taste in music sucked, and he totally lost his shit. He did. Um, no, but you know what? I, I'm very appealing to hipsters. I am. I, I'm basically the human equivalent of a vinyl record. Um, I guess it's set. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what else can I say to you? I'll just say this. I hang out with a lot of millennials these days. I do. And uh, the thing about millennials, they all think they, they think basically they're reinventing the wheel all the time, that they've come up with things that nobody's heard of. Um, not really the case. For instance, 90% of the millennials I know, they say they're gender fluid or gender queer, 90%. Uh, you know, I'm not impressed. I've been rocking a man bun since 1978. So not, yes, and thank you, man bun wear, for appreciating that. <laughs> um, but I will, I will say, you know, also, I'm actually a woman in a man's body. In a woman's body. <laughs> I am. Um, in fact, it's hard for me to move my hands appropriately or all my extremities and my face with so many layers of flesh, uh, you know, the, the genitals piling up, that's confusing for my partner du jour, generally. Uh, and it is a jour by jour situation. I don't know, I'm just trying to recreate ad-libs. This was a painful set, but not devastating, and I take that as a win. Thank you. Never caught me doing any other drugs. Uh, she did catch me masturbating. We have fun, we're having yeah, a join ourselves. Come on, we have fun. 
You guys believe me now? The economy is strong as well, right? Come on, the economy! Yeah! Consume! Yeah! That's how you get happiness, my friend, by the way. Buying. Buy stuff. Buy it. Buy that happiness. Thank you. Round of applause for that guy. Capitalism rules. The economy is strong and well. All right. Your next comedian to stage, uh, another staple. See him everywhere. Please welcome to stage, Stefan Massey. I am never just walking in anywhere ever again. Okay. Uh, Lael, that last joke, it was like Inception. It had a lot of layers, and I don't think I'm ever going to get it. <laughs> I've been talking a lot of shit from the audience this evening. Uh, and for those of you that have been vilifying me in your minds, I do have a bit of a response. Just keep this in your heads if you do happen to think of my douchebaggery later in the evening. I got a mental condition that makes it harder to fit in. Small talk at parties is hard, so in the corner I'm sitting. Just keep that in your thoughts. <laughs> That's killed. That's killed before. Uh, <laughs> who here has heard of this band, Pizza Underground? No one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's, they, so th someone else has heard of them. They do exist, guys. They're a real band, amazingly enough. Uh, I saw them open for Harmar Superstar, so yeah. Uh, they're uh, a novelty act, I think it's fair to call them. And all of their songs are parodies of Velvet Underground songs reworked to be about pizza. Uh, yeah, and, and just given the relative success that they've achieved... Uh, I feel like there's there's a niche market that exists now for, you know, people who have uh, these uh, overly specific uh, notions about, you know, what a band can be about. And I just, I came up with a few ideas for possible, uh, you know, similar projects. So there's uh, Odd Future Wolfgang Puck. And that's a, a rap collective whose uh, songs are all about, you know, cooking and managing a, a cooking empire. Uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's Barcade Fire, and that's all about the existential angst associated with uh, managing a, uh, a liquor establishment that also has a number of pinball machines and old school fighting games. And uh, my favorite of the ones I came up with, a whole lot of chuds. And that's a rock and roll group all about uh, cannibals trying to navigate love and life in the modern world. You're, you're like giving me life with those, with those. You're, you're really, you're just, just like, these are the two audience members. One asshole was trying to alienate you earlier. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? These are the two people who have not come here just expecting to talk about themselves for five minutes after waiting a few hours. <laughs> yep. Uh, people tend to think of me as a very intense person. Uh, in reality, I'm just a very theatrical person. Um, like, I just, I can't hold on to any negative emotion. I feel, you know, guilt or sadness or 
whatever for 30 seconds and then the introversion kicks in and I just have to let go of it. Um, the only things that make me feel real day-ruining, fist-clenching rage are food waste and animal cruelty. And that's fairly easy to avoid. You know, I'll see an article online or someone, you know, tugging their dog a little too hard and then I'm just sad about someone else's pet for the rest of the day. Um, but the one thing that's the hardest to avoid uh, because it's everywhere and I just have to turn around and walk away anytime I see a white person with dreads. Ugh, it's just like, you know, I don't really get up in arms about cultural appropriation because you can't, you know, hold anyone to any kind of standard, uh, much less the most privileged people on the planet. And, but it's just like, it never looks good. I have never in my life seen a white person with dreads and been like, oh my goodness, they're really bucking the stereotype. Good for them. No, it is horrible every time. And it fucking looks like a dead piece of fruit or a fucking abused animal, for God's sake. Uh, and I just have to, this is why I stay home and write dumb jokes, because otherwise I just, you know, wish I was born a cat or something that whose only worries are looking good, finding, uh, you know, being fed and making sure that my master sees the dead animals I bring to their doorstep so then they know I still love them. Uh, all right, I'll end with this. Uh, Pam, who usually hosts this, uh, she... <laughs> made weed punch once and uh, I had a little too much of it. I walked about a half mile to the 24th and Mission BART, got on a train, threw up on that train, got on a second train, threw up on that train, and onto someone else's shoes. Uh, shockingly, they did not beat my ass. And then I got back to uh, my car at a, a North Berkeley BART, threw up right outside that and fell asleep outside my car, or inside my car rather, I didn't go that far. Uh, but you know, last night, I uh, I have one of those butane lighters, the like, the like you know little torches, uh, and I missed my my pipe, and I hit my finger. But there was an open sore, or not an open sore, but an open wound on my finger. So I both cauterized it and disinfected it all at once. So don't ever listen to anyone that tells you that drugs are bad. I'm Stefan Massey. Before you find the one. For me, I used to date this chick. She'd ask me these questions. Holy all guy. The hey, there's uh, half a Tecate. Actually, off half a Tecate. Who wants it? Who wants it? Yeah. All right. Your next comedian I made light fun of. He's happy. That's all I know about him. Please welcome to stage Brian Thompson. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Brian Thompson. This is actually my first time doing stand-up um, in this kind of a situation. I've done it for some friends before, but this is my first time, and this guy gave me a very, like, that's some bullshit look. You're like, fucking, this fucking lying piece of shit. But uh, it's true, actually. And um, so I'm going to get my phone out because I need my notes, you know? Um, it's, it's intimate in here, you know? So let's get intimate. Um, but real quick, I want to uh, give a shout out to all the people that are listening on the radio right now. Mom, uh, this place is fucking packed. It's true. Your son made it. He's 33 years old, and he fucking made it. 
It's not like a s empty room. It's like really packed with beautiful people. There's not more people smoking cigarettes outside. There's fucking places jamming. So I'm just like, just want you to know that, mommy. Um, but seriously, because uh, uh, it's an early uh, attempt at stand-up for me, I know that I've come up here to bomb. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to make space for that for myself. And I was on Facebook the other morning, and I saw the uh, saw this video, woman from who uh, founded Spanx. You guys know Spanx? Any men in here know what Spanx are? Yeah. All right. She's like a multimillionaire CEO and founder, and she was telling her story about how her father every day would ask her, um, "What did you fail at today?" And and how he celebrated that. So she had to tell him how. She failed every day. And first of all, I think this is always bullshit when you take like the like multimillionaire and then you ask them some story. It's like a correlation isn't causation, you know? Um, and I took that one to heart and I'm keeping it in my heart because uh, while I'm up here, I need to be my own father figure, you know? So I can keep asking myself, when did you fail? And I can say, just now. And then I can say, good job, son, good job. Good job. <laughs> Fucking A. You guys are generous. Um, yeah. Okay, check it out. New joke. And this is a true story. I shit my pants recently in my dream. And I was marveling at this whole situation later. Because generally in my dreams, I feel like I more or less behave in normal, uh, more or less ways that are like make sense to me as an adult. Uh, but in this dream, I shit my pants. And of course, there was a lot of shame around that. And so I was like, oh, fuck, no one. The, my main concern was that no one knows that I shit my pants. But somehow, uh, people, I was like, people were like, did someone shit their pants? Like, you know, it's like they were trying to figure out who the hell shit their pants. And I was like, no, not me. And they're like, what about this? Your underwear covered in shit. And I was like, fuck, in my head. And, uh, and I responded in this way that I just like was surprised at later, which was like the first grader response. It was like, you know, like is the denial thing, but the evidence is right there. I think if I shit my pants in real life and they're like, there's your underwear covered in shitty shit, I'd have to just admit it, you know? But in the dream, I like held firm like a, like a little boy does, you know? Like, mm -mm. Should I keep trying to do this punchline or move on to another joke? Talk about diapers? I don't have any diaper jokes. Um, this is a room full of men. Except for my, my my friend Jess and you, who <laughs> who uh, who here likes the smell of your own shit? So so I'm willing to I'm willing to I'm willing to hold this for you guys, and but I, I highly encourage you to check it out check it out because. Uh, because we do. We like the smell of our own shit. It's a very human thing. I mean, of course, there's some really bad. That means one minute. Learning, this, learning how it works around here. So there's, uh, there's the shit, and there's the smell. And if you smell it, you'll generally find that sometimes you like it. And I just want you all to know that. It's important. Um, 
I got a minute. I'm blacking out. No, this is good though. This is this is it. This is what I'm doing up here, you know. I'm getting my my comic legs under me. Did I just fail? Yes. Good job, son. Good job, son. Thanks, dad. Um, what the fuck? My friend got gout, and I like freaked the fuck out because I thought he was dying or something. He's like, I have gout, and I was like, What the? F- you have gout? Like. What, what, and then I had to backtrack. I'm like, what the fuck is gout, you know? But I thought gout was something you got, like, on the Oregon Trail and you died from it, you know? <laughs> Why does gout sound like it's, like, the end of times, you know? But he's just an alcoholic, so he got gout, which is, like, arthritis of the ankles. Um, there was some laughter there, so I think I'll end on that. Nice. Love y'all. Hey! Did you brush your teeth, motherfucker? Yes, Sam, I did. <laughs> Keep it going. That was his first time. That was great. Now I feel like an asshole for making fun of him, and that was good. That was actually really good. That was, and you know what? You played to a room of comics and got laughs. Well, now keep it going for him one more time. That's good, dude. All you got to do is get up on stage and just keep trying shit out and failing. And you know what? You build up a thick lizard skin, and then you can say whatever the fuck you want and not care. Your next comedian, is, I'm pretty sure, is a fucking lizard. Uh, another one of those car dwellers. Please welcome to stage, Mr. Brady Holt. Fucking <laughs> put me in, coach. I can handle that one. <laughs> That's easy. What do you do? Thank you. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Be healed. Selections from some CD. How's it going, guys? Yeah, I am living in the car. It's good shit. It's good shit. I, I enjoy it. You know, I can park anywhere I want after dark, but I got to be out before it's light. So I got a bit of a carfew, as it were. Carfew. What are you working on your like art project or something? Are you like, did you go back to high school for art or something? <laughs> anyway, I love it here at Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. I saved it in my ways as a favorite as dot FM. And it said farm to market. And I was like, what? Farm to market? You know, the only thing we farm to market is free speech. Um, or not. I don't know. Don't listen to that. Anyway, back to living in the car. It's fun stuff. I like to call the car by different parts that, uh, you know, would be in a house. Like, this is the den, otherwise known as the driver's seat. Welcome to the trunk or the bedroom, as I like to call it. Please join me in the uh, front passenger seat or living room. It's also called the night storage compartment where I keep everything. What's going on, people? How's it going? Where are you guys from? Down the... Kansas City. I could be from Kansas City if I just parked my car there. I could be from anywhere. People ask me where I'm from. I just give them my license plate as my zip code. It's the way to go. It's the way to go now. I was thinking about making money with my car. You know, not doing Uber, though. I was thinking about putting it on Airbnb. That's right. Airbags and breakfast. I, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I asked my mom, can I have a race car bed? She said no. But then, uh, you know, guess what, mom? I'm sleeping in my car every night now. <laughs> guess who's the real winner coming in first place? 
That's right, me, Brady Hold, your son, sleeping in his car every night. <laughs> no, it's fun stuff. I like it. I'm trying to stay in shape, too, while I'm living in the car. You know, been doing some car yoga. I figured out what those handles in the back are for. I do one of these. One of these pull-ups in the car. I have some other car yoga poses. I call this one, this one, $9 in the bank account. Oh, it's declined. Um, I next call this one showers on the beach. Showers on the beach. I like showering on the beach. Farm to market. Uh, it's fun stuff. I start the day with morning wood. Excited to greet the day. I think Sean McKenzie's the only one not trying that with me. But he's gone. Where is he? Oh, man. Okay. I like it. Uh... So I, I start the day excited, morning wood, then cold shower, boom, biggest clit I ever had. Uh, I experienced a wide range of emotions through my penis, not just in terms of the showering. Uh, I've been do doing some uh, dietary fiber in my meals as well, adding a little bit of supplemental Metamucil, you know, for my bowels. And uh, I've been meditating a lot trying to get some spiritual enlightenment, you know, find my path. So I've got some meditation for my chakras and some Metamucil for my chitras. All right, everybody, let's give it up to the upper echelon of the homeless class, a guy who can really stand in his own car, his bus, as it were. Ethan Albers. Somebody's paintballing. The owner had to tell him to calm down. All right, let's keep this going. Your next comedian's business from out of town. Please welcome to stage, Mr. Dylan Doe. He just, ah! just charged down the field, slid up behind cover, started yelling out in this military dialect. He's like, I got tangos on my six. Yeah, he washes his dick in the sink. Uh, outside. Oh, he's outside? I think that's, uh, you know, being able to wash your dick in this thing, kind of a tall guy thing. I think that's why girls actually like tall guys, because all the ones that were sucking that dirty short dick just died, and it was sort of evolution <laughs> took place, right? I think all you really need is, like, what, what, if you want to do porn, right, like, what kind of a dick do you need? There must be some sort of requirement. I assume there's some, like, requirements, like, uh, no lesions. That's probably necessary, right? It's probably going to be kind of clean. So, uh... I want to do an impression for you guys, okay? I have to, this is my, my, my impression, speaking of dicks, uh, my impression of Bill Cosby, okay? Put the pills in drinks. See, it's terrible, that's all I can do. I can't do a very good Bill, the only thing I can get even close to him is that line, I figured that out 10 years ago, and I was like, why is that the only thing I can say in Bill Cosby's voice? It's put the pills in the drinks, and then I was like, ah. Happened a few years ago. Yeah, some people don't know the difference between right and wrong. They, like, they don't know so much that they don't even know when they should be like lying. Like, you guys remember Jerry Sandusky, that whole thing, and they were like, did you molest those little boys? And, you know, this had been played out before. People are like, yeah, the answer is no. And uh, he didn't answer no. He had this really long answer about how children were smooth and innocent and, and how I, you know, he was like, did I, did I molest those young boys? Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian? No, I didn't. And they were like, Jesus, we only knew about Marky and Ricky. Jesus Christ. So, 
So, uh, you know, there's other people who didn't know right from wrong. I think uh, Hitler, Hitler was one of those. Is it too, too soon? Or uh, I'm, I'm going to do it anyways, because you can say what you want about Hitler, but the man knew how to party. Right? You know, you, you see those old videos. They don't really translate what he said, because he was silent, right? And he's up there, and he's like, and then everyone's like, and you're like, what did he just say? I think I know. He was like, if you're happy and you're not, clap your hands. And they were fucking happy because Hitler th knows how to party, like I said. So uh, sometimes when I'm at a restaurant, I, uh, I'm, I get kind of bored, so I start ignoring my wife. And I'll just look at people. I'll just make eye contact, and I'll go like that. What's up? How you doing? See, nobody's doing anything. That's fine. That's fine. Because every once in a while, you will get someone who will go like that right back to you, and you're like, fuck yeah. Every once in a while, you'll be like, what's up? And they'll go. That person is the one fucking asshole in the restaurant that you get to watch out for. So y there's this YouTube video that's near and dear to my heart. People don't talk about it enough. It's this little boy that I guess is auditioning for some sort of thing. He's like eight years old. And I guess they were like, just be yourself, little boy. Just be yourself and say something. And he was like, have you ever had a dream that, 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 that you, that, 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 that you, that you, that you want that, 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 and you're like, oh my fucking God, this kid, right? But he goes on for like two or three minutes, like 40 that's, and you're like, I actually want to know what his fucking dream is now, okay? <laughs> and he's like, have you ever had a dream that, 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 and it fucking he, he's going to ride this boat running the fucking rocks, and he finally gets it out, and he goes, have you ever had a dream that, that you wanted him to do you so much you could do anything? And, he's, and he sits back and he fucking smiles like, yes, that was the fucking line I was trying to get out. Not like, oh, no, no, is the wanted him to do me thing that always comes out. That's not what I wanted to say. You know, I've heard a lot of good I have a dream speeches. That wasn't one of them. You could imagine if Martin Luther King made a similar speech. You know, he gets up there. I have a dream that that uh, that 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 I that I uh, people were like yeah, yeah, yeah that I uh, that I wanted him to do me so much I could do anything. Okay, cut. Uh, Dr. King, we're going to run this back again. I could do anything. No, we like that part, that I can do anything uh, that I wanted him to do me. Okay, now we're going to cut that part out. So, um, yeah, so you all should ask yourselves tonight a very special question. Have you ever had a dream that you wanted him to do you so much you could do anything? Ask yourself. Thank you. Yeah. You get one hip replacement, now all of a sudden you're an expert. Jesus. <laughs> That was great. That was good. We only have a few more left on the open mic, and then we have a very special treat. A uh, comedian who's been on TV is going to be headlining here, Viceland. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But uh, welcome to stage your next comedian. She is my fourth favorite Mary. Please welcome to stage Mary Baker. They make me emotional, erratic, sometimes violent. People don't hang around me when I'm on my hormones, Steve. And you know what? You know what? You'll never understand because you're not alone. Everyone who's left, what you painting? Very cool. Oh, that's a scary monster, dude. Um, all right, I don't actually have a lot prepared, but I drove here and made myself get out of the house, so I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, brand new shit, not even really written, so we're gonna do this on stage, you know? 
whatever. Um, not like it's live on air or anything. Um, I am living in the Bay, which most of us do, unless you don't. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed like a really large like surge of nerds just like encroaching on our public space. And it sounds rude because it is rude. Um, I, uh, there's just a lot, I don't know. And it's not even that like there are nerds around me now. It's that it's, and don't get me wrong, it, I have to clarify something really quick, one sec. It's not geeks. I'm not talking about like smart, like 0101, like mm, I'm in, like hacker geeks, like not smarties, I'm talking about nerds. And maybe they're mistaken for like geeks, but they're nerds because you can smell them. And I know them from high school, they were in the library, but not for books, but because they smelled. <laughs> it's like a certain type, like they weren't even in band, like they didn't even have a fucking hobby, like they're nerds. They got jobs at tech companies and they're in our fucking spot and these nerds are getting too brave socially, also like fashion wise, like you can spot them cause their hair's grown out in like not even like an intentional way. It just grew out and they didn't cut it and they wear like Crocs with claws attached to them cause they live in SF now and they're like quirky, you know? Uh, I don't know, they're too brave, getting too brave. I work in um, a coffee shop, so I have to like face people and smile at them a lot. Um, and it's fine, I like my job, but one came in the other day and uh, he just was like walking around, like touching everything. And at first I was like, all right, this guy's like weird, maybe he's a geek. But then I made eye contact with him while he was wiping his nose on a t-shirt that we sell. Like straight up wiping his nose, and when he stopped, when he noticed that I was looking at him, he stopped and he stared at me, and then he dropped it, went right to the bathroom, timed him, 20 minutes. He was in there for 20 minutes Woo! in the bathroom. Woo! And if you're ever feeling weird when you're in a public restroom and thinking I'm in here a long time, it would be crazy if someone was timing me. Someone probably is timing you, <laughs> because I do that now. Because after three times of cleaning up someone's poop in a bathroom at your work, you fucking time people. And if they take longer than 10 minutes, you get them out of there. I once cleaned up what I would describe as a poop hamburger. <laughs> it was like an adult diaper, I think, with like poop and then like shorts and then like wrapped in toilet paper with like poop on top. In the trash can, which was kind of nice. So I time people. I digress. No, I don't because, <laughs> because I got more to say. Uh, there's nothing like cleaning up someone else's poop to like make you remember that you didn't finish your college degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not pooping your pants that makes you a bad person. It's not that that makes you disgusting. It's what you do with your poopy underwear that defines who you are. <laughs> that was my senior quote. Straight up. Anyway, this guy comes out, comes out of the bathroom, 20 fucking minutes. Comes out browsing. We, I work in a coffee roastery, mind you, a fucking coffee roastery. That's like what we sell. And he was like, do you have any teas? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we have one tea. It's like a blend. And he's like, what's in it? And I was like, um, there's a sign over there. Like, I don't make it. Like, you can read the fucking sign. Goes and reads the sign. He's like thumbing the sign, like, hmm, like I don't fucking know, like agreeing with it, like yes, that that is in there. And he turns around at me and he's like, ginseng, huh? 
And I was like, yeah, I guess so, man. He was like, I hear that's great for heightening your libido. Remember that he was just in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I caught him wiping his nose. He's a big fat nerd. Da 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 da. Says this shit to me. I hear it's good for heightening your libido. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know about that, man. He was like, I'm going to get it. I'll let you know. Ew. Like, maybe don't. Anyway, that's my rant about fucking nerds. I'm done. You see a nerd in the wild, get him an Uber, send him home. Thanks, guys. In the basement, smoking a joint when I got snitched on by the police. Yeah. I'm really upset that she timed how long I was in the bathroom at work the other day. It did work out, the libido. Low, less low-hanging fruit. Just low. I had to take it. Your next comedian is one of my favorite. One of the members of the Laugh Gang, which we're so lucky to see. Please welcome to stage, Mr. Brian Blanco. <laughs> you guys, keep it going for Ethan, running a dope show right now. Fucking guy's great, you guys. One of my favorite SF dudes. Fucking great. Uh, you guys, I'm so happy to be here. Because I was in Los Angeles last week. I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and there's a dude walking around Hollywood Boulevard with high heel shoes, hairy legs, a leather miniskirt, and a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, you guys, I got offended. But I was not offended as a straight man. I was offended because I'm from San Francisco, and that was a terrible outfit. Hey! Misdirection number one, you guys. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm a, you guys are awesome. Are you, you guys, are you lesbians? <laughs> this is this San Francisco? I saw you guys hugging each other. That was awesome. Like, I'm a single dude, and I was just looking at that thinking, this is an inspirational San Francisco thing. Like, I'm from the suburbs, you guys. Like, okay, I feel like we made a left turn somewhere. How you doing? Poop burger. That was funny as shit. I like that. Dude, I'm thinking about, I was thinking about your joke the whole time about, like, what defines someone is what they do with their underwear afterwards. <laughs> and then, like, instantly I started thinking of all the awful things I've done with my underwear, you guys. <laughs> I'm 41 years old. I've lived a long life. My underwear has done some terrible things. Oh, fuck yeah, you guys. All right. I lost them right away with the lesbian thing. You guys are holding hands. That's awesome. I'm not even going to address that now. <laughs> it's normal. That's cool. You guys, like, don't know anything about me. I could tell you some shit right now that would amaze you. All right. <laughs> Okay, fuck it. Yeah, I was going to do material. Let's just see if I can riff on an embarrassing story. Okay, I got one. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got one. I'm going to tell you guys why I don't bring girls home to meet my mom. Okay? This is a true story. When I was like nine years old, I got this Aunt Doris <laughs> that's actually kind of cute. She's my aunt. It's not an incest thing. I'm just acknowledging her cuteness. <laughs> And uh, Aunt Doris came to stay with us, and I was a fucked up little kid, like the middle child. And I decided that I was like gonna sneak into her room and go through all of her shit, because <laughs> I was a fucked up little kid. And I started going through her shit, and like one thing in particular stood out to me as a creepy nine-year-old boy. As I was digging through her stuff, like. I found a pair, this is the 80s, because I'm old, of like 1980s 
like satin full bottom lace panties. <laughs> like my Annie's panties. And I was looking at them and like panty, like un women's underwear now is like a little bit ridiculous because like girls are paying what, like $15 in Victoria's Secret for a pair of panties, <laughs> right? Like that shit's expensive. And all you're really getting is like two little strings attached to a moisture wick. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I get like five pairs of boxers for like $25. And if I get nervous and shit my pants before I go on stage, I just throw them against a wall and walk away. <laughs> They're disposable. <laughs> but like in the 80s, they were different. They were like actually like works of art, like print and stuff. So I'm looking through my Annie stuff, and I don't know what possessed me, but I was looking at her underwear, and I stole them, you guys. Yeah, and I brought them back into my room with me, and I wore them. Yeah, they were my favorite toy. Yeah, like, but I was nine years old. I didn't really know what they were for, so not only did I wear them, but, like, I used them as, like, a bandana on my head. And like I used them as a slingshot for my G.I. Joes. They became my favorite toy, you guys. <laughs> and uh, like I kept them for like nine days until my aunt left. And then my mom and my aunt come knocking on my door and they're like, excuse me, Brian, we know that you stole your Annie's panties and we want them back now. <laughs> and I wouldn't give them back because they were my favorite toy. <laughs> Uh, so, like, 15 years later, I had, like, my first girlfriend. If you're doing the math, yeah, it's 25. <laughs> but I had my first girlfriend, and I bring her home to meet my mom, and they instantly start talking about Halloween. And my girlfriend's like, I kind of want to dress up like Wonder Woman for Halloween this year, but I don't want to do that because it would be, like, too much like wearing panties in public. And that's when my mom, without even, like, pausing, just blurts out and goes, one time when he was nine, Brian stole his Annie's panties and wouldn't give it back. <laughs> All right, was that real enough? Yeah. Did I recover from the insult before? Yeah. The problem that, like, I got in all kinds of trouble, man. Like, just two weeks ago, I just got off probation. After two years, Woo. after one night. Of Woo. Woo. Sorry. <laughs> what the... All right. Uh, oh, I got to make this big, actually, for your next comedian. Because your next comedian is, uh, it's, it's a big deal that he's actually performing. Let me go outside and grab a couple other people. It's kind of a big deal. Guys, your next comedian, everybody should get in here. He's a big deal. He's a big deal. He runs the ones and twos here every Friday and supports you guys. Get in here and watch him real quick. Smoke the weed inside. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. All right. Guys, I want you to make it big and loud for David on a ones and twos. Yeah, Get that's how here, stupid David. Come I on. am. Give it up for David. This is my first night he in jail. All our shitty what jokes. do I do? Show the other prisoners how flexible I am. Oh. What up? What up? What a good idea. What up? Wait, we can we can smoke weed in here? Fuck yeah. All right, for sure. I'll get to that. Um, so I've been doing a job for the summer. I'm a teacher. So when I'm not teaching regular school, I teach summer camp because I pay teachers shit. Right? And the non-way, sorry, the way it's not PC to say my job title is I teach at Stanford because that has a different stain on the conversation. So when I experience 
certain passings like watching a child fall in love with another kid at camp, that's like treated with a way different overtone. So let me explain a few different relationships I saw. I saw two girls fall in love. One always wears rolly heels, and the other one is, is a little Indian girl that has a top knot bun because she has crazy hair and really thick glasses. And so that's just a couple, and that's really cool that I got to see their uh, Indian parents accepted as a relationship, because that was a conversation and a half that I had to have with a parent. That's, that's like something if you observe, you have to have with the parents. So let's, um, let me see. I guess I'm not really getting any laughs yet on that show. <laughs> Talk about my dick. Okay, okay. Well, I saw, I saw uh, a TA, a teacher assistant. They get paid worse than shit. Keep taking a child to the bathroom because she's really nice. And I never saw that kid drink water. So what he's doing in the bathroom is definitely not relieving himself of urine. That's a relationship that I don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm a nerd, the N-word, it's not supposed to be talked about, right? I think crunching numbers is fucking awesome, but only if you're destroying another person's mind, so I play chess with children and I always beat them. That's, that's how my time is worth my fucking patience. I just destroy children and tell them how they lose. I'm a really happy person. I have catchphrases <laughs> at work to make children actually laugh. And I'll act like an idiot. I've been balancing fruit on my head for three weeks now between the cafeteria to get every child to get an apple or a fucking banana if they can't balance shit. <laughs> they just put it on their head like a handle. I put an orange on my head, I cheated. I flattened it against the table, I just held it against the table until one side was fucking dripping juice and flat, and then I could just put it on my head and just sit there like a pork bun. If you ever are a shitty person at balancing, a pork bun is very easy to balance on the top of your head. I had five children braid my beard at once. That was pretty cool. <laughs> One fucking took another's braid. That was really weird. Just like, that was really weird. All right, that's all I have to say. Isn't that the first step in planning a burglary? Love step that one, man. He listens to all that stuff. Guys, this is, this is the moment of the night where I've been looking forward to like the most. It's the, end of the, it's the night where I stop hosting an open mic, actually. How? But more importantly, it's when the show turns professional. What? We have a comedian who's been on Viceland in the house, guys. Round of applause for that. We have a comedian who I think's been part of Sketchfest. Yeah, he's been part of Sketchfest. Keep it going for that. No, that's a clap. More important, let's bring up your MC for the next hour. Uh, I want to see everybody's hands, okay? Everybody's hands, and on count of three, everybody's hands, we're going to go fucking nuts. We're going to fucking make it sound like a hurricane. 
That's okay. You can take a hit of your weed afterwards. Keep getting high in here. Give a fuck. On the count of three. One, two, three. Ow! That is not hey, supposed to happen. <laughs> the world's different than the movies. What? Well, like, I was already like in AA and like rehab, but that's the thing. Like, like I had to talk to my family about it, right? But I made the mistake of when I talked to my family, I talked to them individually. Was that over the the sound? That's Steve Pogey's album, Steve by the way. Steve Pogey! Oh my God! Melody Funny available at cheaper than a head therapy the entire month of September. Hard copies available if you guys are willing to take a 22-minute Uber ride on the way over there to listen to this 36-minute album. You can have that, but not tonight, folks. Tonight, we're here to honor a man that's going to come up and do what he does. A man named Zach Wiseman. I am your host for the evening. My name is FC Sierra. That's me. That's all I have, all right? People say, what does FC stand for? It doesn't stand for anything, Okay. I was born a poor child. My parents couldn't afford very many letters. They could only give me two. That's what I have. Hello there, folks. I don't know how to adjust right now. Um, I think I, this isn't a contact high, but it's, a, it's like a contact low I'm getting off of you guys. Either way, uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. I, I always say yes, sir, when people. I, I, God damn it. I did it again. Now I'm good. Uh, what? Just keep it? Keep it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. This is already starting off bad. Either way. Hey, let's bring it up again. Fuck it. Let's just get a little bit of. Uh, I, need, I need to know you guys were happy one time. I need to know at some point in your life there wasn't disappointment. I don't know how to. I, I don't know. I'm trying not to, not to do this all the time. Uh, I don't know when you guys decided that you were going to stop smoking weed with my brother, but I decided recently. <laughs> at my brother's house in Hayward where I live now. Uh, if you guys don't know what Hayward is, uh, it, it's in you. It exists in that Walmart of your heart right there. It, that part, it's a very diverse place Hayward is. It's one of those places where you can go one block and, and see, uh, you know, just a, a black family, a Mexican family, a, a bunch of meth heads, a Mexican gangster family, more meth heads. Meth he it's like a meth head sandwich, but with a lot of diversity around it. It's a great place uh, to, to huff turpentine in. But um, I was smoking weed with my brother the other day at his house, uh, Tuesday evening, 10 p.m. in Hayward, uh, smoking weed, making fun of his dog. His dog just got his balls taken away. We're like, oh, isn't that funny? He doesn't get to enjoy his balls. And we're like, oh, no. His balls were his favorite thing in the world. If he didn't have his balls, what does he have at all? And then because we were pretty high, we were like, wait, what do girl dogs have? So we decided to ask Google at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday in Hayward. Uh, hey, Google, I don't know why I typed that all. Hey, Google, do female dogs have a clitoris? Uh, turns out, when you Google this in Hayward uh, on a Tuesday night, it comes back to a local search of other people in Hayward, California that have questions about dog anatomy. People that know about those questions. Uh, second thing on that message board to a local search. You go to Hayward. 
type that in, or better yet, don't type that in, and then go to that second hit. It's a message board. First question on that message board, hey, I've been having sex with my lady dog for the last few weeks, just wondering, is there any way I can make it more pleasurable for her? Concerned citizen. Second post on that board. Actually, female dogs don't have a clitoris. Chances are, if you're having sex with your lady dog, she doesn't like it very much. Informed opinion. Post three on that. I've been having sex with my dogs for 36 years. If you can't make your lady dog come when you're fucking her, then maybe you don't belong owning an animal. This went on for four and a half pages. My brother and I spent an hour and a half reading all of it. And we we're like, oh shit, we went too deep. He's like, it looks like we're one of them. And I was like, it looks like you're one of them, bro. This is your computer. And then we spent the rest of the, we just like typed in, you guys are sick fucks. We spent the rest of the night just clicking clear history on that Google thing. Decided not to smoke weed, make fun of his dog. Cause sometimes you get high, have questions about dog clitorises. Sometimes the citizens of the city of Hayward, California have all the fucking answers. Uh, so we don't do that anymore. Anyway, uh, I don't know how to adjust to life right now. Dating a great girl. Uh, yeah, dating a great lady. A woman, a woman dating a great woman. Yeah. Still haven't confirmed if she poops. Still, she will not admit. At a, I don't know if that's, if that's ever a sexist thing or whatever. I know, I've known one woman in my life to admit her poops. I lived with her for like two and a half years. She would only do it with the door open while we were talking. Like she wanted eye contact while it was coming out of her. I didn't know what, like I'd prefer it if something was going in and we could have eye contact either way. But I, she didn't do that. Uh, not poop. Anyway, um, this, like, women will, will say anything to get out of admitting that they were pooping. Like they will, and it's fine. You go to the bathroom. I love to know that people poop. I want to know that at some point in the last whatever amount of time you have cleaned your ass. I just want to know that's possible. I want to know that, hey, you went after it. And I keep cotton nails at my house. So we're all, we're wet clean. Like I know I'm looking at all you guys right now knowing that I have a cleaner butthole than all of you. And it feels great. It feels amazing. But they'll say it, and it's just like, oh, babe, were you, were you taking a shit in the bathroom? You're in there for a while. She's like, oh, no, I was, uh, I was on my phone. I, I, was, uh, I don't know. I had, had a call from my mom, and it was just, you know, the door was closed. I don't, like, it kind of smells like, no, I was in there. I was like, uh, I was cheating on you in there. I don't know. She, it, there was some dude in there. I just fucked him. I don't know. No, no poop. Uh, great lady. I don't know how to introduce her to other parts of my life. Like, we've been going out for a while now and she still hasn't met my parents or the dude I'm fucking. Like there's so few random things that she knows about me. She's a cool lady. Uh, you guys have pets out there? Oh, you have pet. Nice, what kind of dog? What kind of animal? Um, oh, I just assumed. Oh my God, I assumed she had a dog. Ooh, I'm sorry. Are you a cat person? Not a talker. Get it? I like being vague too. That's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Uh, I have a dog. I have a dog. Oh really? Dude, what kind? Is it red-eared? I found one of those inside of my pool uh, that they had in the city pool at home. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a dog. That's my favorite thing in the world. Like, I, I love having a dog. I have a lady dog. 
which is great. Yeah, it's, it's way better than having a guy dog. Like, at no point have I ever tried to pet her stomach and accidentally touch her dick. Like, that's never happened at all with her. Like, that happens with... with Guy, like you, actually, you, you go to pat their stomach, you touch it, they look at you, they give you the hopeful look. You're like, no, dude, that was an accident. You look away. Uh, then you got to go pee on their face, their bed to mark your territory. Just like, get a girl dog. Anyway, uh, my favorite thing to do uh, with my dog, take her out to the dog park. Love it. Enjoy it. Every time it's a great time. Interact with dog owners, play around with dogs. Did this the other day. Going to have a great day. Play with dogs. Uh, within five minutes of getting to the dog park, uh, you know, she was running around playing with other dogs. Within five minutes of getting there, though, she started going to the bathroom. Uh, started taking a shit, miss. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is, this is one of those stories. Yeah. I, I didn't judge her for it. You know, I was just like, I'm going to go pick it up because, you know. And I reached in my back. There was no blue bag in my hand so I could pick it up and throw it away. And so I was looking around for, you know, something else to pick it up with or somebody else to blame it on, anything, couldn't find it. Finally, out of the side of my eye came this guy. Now, he looked kind of weird. Like, he already had his T-shirt tucked into his pants. Uh, like, he was a biology teacher on the weekend or uh, born-again Christian or true dance. But, uh... <laughs> so I was just like, this guy's kind of weird. And then, uh... All of a sudden, he comes up. Uh, he looks inside my eye. He made eye contact with me. He didn't say anything, but he looked at me. He already had like a single serving of dog shit already in his hand. As he looked at me, he reached behind my dog, he picked up my dog shit, he walked a few more feet, picked up another dog shit, he walked like through, he picked up four dog shits on the way to the garbage, and the whole time I'm just staring at him, speechless, like, oh my God, this is the greatest person I've ever seen in my life. Like, what do you say to someone that's that charitable of a human being? Like, I'm seeing a walking miracle, Mother Teresa in the streets of San Francisco. Uh, I couldn't even think of something kind of clever to tell him. Like, hey, bro, you're the shit. Thank you. Like, nothing even kind of clever. Mostly hack cam. Like, but I, nothing. Finally, I see him reach the garbage. He has the four shits in the bag in his hand. He starts twisting the bag clothes. But he didn't twist it closed for like three or four seconds, ma'am. He twisted it closed for like at least 20 seconds, just twisting it in his hand and staring at it. After he was done, he just started squishing it in his hand, the four shits in the bag in his hand. I looked at his face. He had the happiest face I've ever seen in my entire life. Everything good was happening right there. He's sitting there and he's squishing it. After he was done, he threw it in the garbage and then he walked away. It wasn't until that moment that I realized this guy didn't even have a fucking dog with him. He was just some poo fetishist living in a dog park dream world, taking advantage of a fucking flaw in the system. Instantly, I was like, you know what? Fuck San Francisco and fuck dog parks. I've seen the underbelly and I don't like it. That guy's the worst person in San Francisco. It's not me. It's a good day in the end. Uh, where am I at on time? It's important for the recording. Where am I at on time? No one's timing me. Even better, untimed, unbridled. Con I don't work a clock and work myself at the same time. I'm doing this right now because multitasking wasn't a part of my life earlier in life. Uh, that's the rule. You hear a honk, no matter where it is, you got a minute. Sorry. Uh, so, what can I tell you guys before I leave? I'm a simple man. Uh, I'm a simple lady too. I'm simple. I'm I'm out here. I'm trying to enjoy my life. Uh, do you, do you cook? Are you significant? Do you cook for each other? Do you? I don't want to say someone's the other. Just someone significant. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
You don't cook? No, that's not happening. Anyway, uh, I cook for my girlfriend. That's how it works out. I'm better at it. Uh, it's just, I'm better at cleaning too. It's like I, I, I also do, I cook and then I, and I wash all, because I know at the, I want to eat off the clean thing. She didn't clean the thing right, so we got to eat again. So I got to cook and to, to get, anyway, I do it. Uh, so, but occasionally she'll have a nice night. We'll have a good time together. She'll wake up the next night. She'll be in a great mood. This happened the other day. She had a great night, night before, did some stuff. Uh, Next morning she woke up, she was like, hey babe, we had a great night last night, did some fun stuff, how about I do a treat for you, make you breakfast, cook you an omelet, doesn't that sound great? I was like, oh yeah, why not? This won't be bad. Uh, and so she made me an omelet, it was actually pretty delicious, uh, I was eating it. Like the fourth bite though, uh, as I was taking the fork out of my mouth, there was like a long hair between my mouth and the fork, uh, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, Arr! I pushed the plate away. I was like, I'm sorry, babe. I can't eat this right now. Uh, there's a hair inside of it. And she took one look at me and she said, Babe, last night you licked whipped cream off my asshole. Eat your fucking omelet. I was like, yeah, but that tasted better. You know that I'm a dessert man. I love her. Anyway, uh... That has been, that's been enough. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, my name, once again, is FCCR. I will be hosting. Uh, to let you know, <laughs> I like the sound of one clap. I'm going to ask more audiences to just have, decide one clapper, and then you all vote for the clapper, and then I'll look at her, and then I'll feel better about myself. Either way, uh, your next comic is the type of comic that makes you feel better. Your next comic, Mountains of Appalachia, Summit, Peaks, Height, Tall Things. Your next comic is all of that and more. Your next comic, one of my favorite comics in the Bay Area, the amazing Journey Robertson. Right away. First day I met her. She was like, I smoke cigarettes, I smoke weed, I drink, and I'm a vegetarian because I want to stay healthy. I don't know about any of that. I mostly depress people. What's going on? How are you two? Uh, do you guys follow politics? You guys paying attention? Does anyone read? Are you guys readers? Uh, I'm depressed as fuck. How are you all feeling? I had no idea at age 11 that the first female president getting nominated. Hey! You guys all excited about the first female candidate? for You are? Three of you? I'm fucking not. Fuck that cunt. But I'm all for pussy in the White House. Not that one. Not that one. But that's what we've got, apparently. I don't... I had no idea when I was daydreaming about the first female candidate at 11 that it was going to be this full of despair. See, I don't make anybody happy. FC's full of shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I've been drinking. How are you all? Uh, but I know I'm among friends. Do you want to know how I know that I'm among friends? The piano back there has a paper bowl, like a picnic paper bowl. Full assault. That's how, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I know I'm cool. Oh, you are all heavy fucking drinkers. Yeah. Woo! 
you know? It's just me. That's cool. That's totally cool. I'm the only one. Everyone's super stoked that we're not in a democracy. Everyone's like, yeah, it's super hipster and cool. Like, no one believes we fucking have a vote that matters. Everyone's like, yeah, it's always been that way. Like, everyone's so stoked to know how shitty things are for real. <laughs> Because uh, we have Twitter now. I think that's hilarious. I guess I'm the only one <laughs> who's finding joy in my despair. Like, what else can you do? Like, what, what else? I don't know. Apparently, bipartisan cooperation, which isn't a thing anymore. That's not a thing. Like, we had, this is the worst, most divided, this is the most divided Congress we've had since Reconstruction. <laughs> Which, for those of you who have not uh, read, that's like right after slavery, was we were trying to, like, think about doing right by black people. We didn't do that, by the way, for those of you who haven't read. Uh, but th we have not been this bad since, like, the 1860s. That's where the fuck we are, apparently, now. Bipartisan cooperation is saying, like, yes, yeah, slaves did build the White House, but they were very well fed. <laughs> that's, that's where, that's where the fuck we are now. Like, that, that's that is now. That is the two coming together, left and right. Uh, that is Paula Deen's next cooking show. <laughs> is is like, yeah, no, they were slaves, but like, you don't know, uh, like green beans and biscuits and the whole thing. Like, you've never tasted gravy this good like that's what she's gonna teach us about is gravy so good it almost tastes like freedom <laughs> like oh my like, not quite but because you, you know they wouldn't know like they wouldn't know but uh that's where bipartisan see i don't make anybody happy that's how i, I make people so fucking uncomfortable their only option is to laugh <laughs> that is my entire fucking uh comedy folks how are you all no, not good. Daniel Vina Bernheis is like, not good. This is not working for me at all. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand, sir. Uh, that's okay. I've had a weird uh, few days. Uh, I live on a school bus because uh, rent is stupid. Don't pay rent, not in this city. Don't do it. Pay rent in Tulsa. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna pay rent, don't do it here. Move on to a school bus. Uh, I have to keep explaining to people, like I'm not an empire person. Like I, I see the way people look at me on the street with my like torn. Like I am a basic bitch. I am. I've been accused of being a basic bitch. I'm a basic bitch who only works three hours a day. So I, know I don't really feel too bad about it. But I want to explain to people who look at me weird on the street, like, no, I'm not an empire person. Like, most people are empire people. I'm totally cool. But we're in, like, natural enemies. Like, everyone has to have enemies, and that's cool. That's totally cool. Like, people sometimes ask me, are you going back to school? I'm like, no. No one moves onto a school bus to go back to school. <laughs> That is not a thing. <laughs> you, you, you move on to a school bus because you don't ever want to do fucking shit for anybody ever the fuck again. And I'm cool. And I understand why there's the hatred. Like, I get it. Like, you've spent all this time learning Mandarin and getting your fucking JD MBA, and that's cool. Uh, I, I'm thinking about learning how to darn because I think that's the direction we're going in. <laughs> Like, I think I don't really care who, yeah, darning socks and shit. Like, I, <laughs> like, I feel like maybe churning butter is a more useful skill set than learning legalese, because that's the fuck where we are. I know people think it's extremely juvenile to talk about the apocalypse. <laughs> I know people think I'm just, like, naive for, like, expecting the right thing to happen. 
I know people think it's adorable that I really thought Bernie Sanders had a chance. Uh, they were like, oh, looky, you're so cute. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm going to learn how to churn butter. You work on your fucking JD MBA. Do it. Get it, girl. Get it. <laughs> I, don't give, I don't give a shit. I am. I'm a... Uh, <laughs> gonna learn how to do that because I don't give a fuck. Uh, what am I talking about? Politics. I don't want to talk about politics. It's so depressing. I don't know. I admire the Clintons. You guys like the Clintons, right? No? No one likes the Clintons? It's Right? One guy in the back. Thank you, sir. Like, everyone likes Bonnie and Clyde. Like, it's adorable when sociopaths find each other. It's so, like, how do those two find each other? It's so cute, right? Like, they reached for the same, I don't know, textbook on fucking arms dealing or whatever fucking thing. Did you, do you know that, oh, I don't want to depress you because we're stuck with her now, which is, by the way, why I'm not voting for the cunt. Like, I've, I've pondered long, and I figured, like, uh, she didn't need me during the primaries. <laughs> like, she's got this shit, right? Like, I don't think me not voting is going to get Donald Trump into office. I think, I think the powers that be have decided she's the one. And, like, Neo, there's no way to stop that bitch. She is getting through. So whether you, like, if we all went out and voted for Trump, I don't think it would matter. I think that cunt, <laughs> I think that horrible, worthless sack of a human being Ah, uh, I know, everyone's like, but be nice, because she has tits. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I know, I know everyone. It's the same, okay, I'm gonna go real dark. Are you ready for the real darkness? There is a school of thought that believes that Bill Cosby should get away with rape, because white dudes have always been able to do it. That's a genuine fucking viewpoint. And there's plenty of people who believe that about Hillary Clinton. Like, white dudes have always been able to do garbage. Like, why won't you just let Hillary do more garbage? <clears throat> I'm just saying all the countries that donated to the Clinton Foundation got their arms deals through. Like, that could be a clerical error. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it could be, I'm gonna go ahead and give that cunt the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe that was an oversight. I don't know. I'm not, and I'm okay with corruption. I'm okay with a little bit of corruption, but when it becomes overt, I'm like, I'm out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vote for all the down. I'm just depressing you. I'm so sorry. How's your Friday night going? You okay? <laughs> Are we having fun? <laughs> Woo! Happy good times, guys. Da 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 da. It's the 30s again. Like, we gotta go read about the 30s, because that's where we are right now. Like, no one, no one expects a Spanish Inquisition or Donald Trump. Like, no one, no one thinks that shit's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, right? We're gonna be fine. No, we're not. <laughs> this girl's like, fuck no. This is, none of this is okay. But we're gonna, like 2000, one, 2000, watching the fucking, and <laughs> nine people dressed in all black like the Nazgul went ahead and gave away our democracy and what happened? Nothing. Nothing. There are towns in this world where people riot when their soccer team loses. <laughs> Do you understand me? <laughs> they lose their shit. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the Supreme Court gave our country away to the Bush dynasty and nothing happened. Nothing. I'm saying... 
sure, vote. Why not? <laughs> like, what have you got going on that day? You're not important. Go vote for that cunt. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Hillary, 20, what year are we? <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> Hillary Clinton, 2016. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Anyway, I've been uh, boring you with politics for long enough. You guys want some jokes? <laughs> you, guys you, guys, you, guys, you guys ready for some jokes? Uh, hey, hey, do you guys feel guilty when you're petting your dog and you're thinking about somebody else's dog? <laughs> Ew. We shouldn't talk politics. Like, there's no reason to do it. Like, it's all, it's all, why would, so naive, right? It's adorable. Why would anyone talk about anything important? Hey, uh, I, uh, I'm figuring men out, finally. Like, when, when guys tell you, uh, when guys tell you they like a girl with a little bit of mystery, it's just a sweet way to say, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. No one wants to hear anything out of you. What else? The other thing they say is, I like a girl who takes care of herself, which I'm pretty sure means buy tweezers. <laughs> make friends with your mirror. Get a fucking clue. Uh, that's been me depressing the fuck out of people. I've been Journey Roberts. Thank you so much for your time. Because cats are the sexy animal. And I went deep with this thought. I was like, what if there was another universe, like a multiverse? In which it was the same as this one, only the cat wasn't the sexy animal. It was a different animal. So after your tender cats, oh you get the Journey Roberts. Nope, different animal. In this universe, you get... More of Steve Pogey. You should meet that guy. He sounds a lot like his recording. It's a great guy. Ma'am, I don't wanna I don't wanna scare you right now, but we're about to bring up the reason we're all here. Yeah! The man of the moment. The man of the Can I maybe persuade you with two to three minutes of explaining what this man is to me? Oh, do you? Okay, tell let's do that, even better. You know what, your next comic coming to the stage. Next comic coming to the stage, the reason we're here, not just a man, a being, an entity, skin and flesh hold more than what we have inside of us. This guy is better than everybody. This is the first guy that walked into a bathroom, pulled his pants down all the way at a urinal. He shows people how to do it. He's better at us. He's better than everybody. He knows it. He's a man. Your next comic has been described as the person who most resembles the cross between Rodney Dangerfield and a truck stop air conditioner tree hanging in your car. Uh, your next comic, when his girlfriend tries to get out of having sex with him because he's too drunk, he, tries to, he wants to have sex, she says, babe, you're too drunk, you're not even gonna finish. He tells her, I don't need to finish sex to enjoy the beginning of sex. Sometimes I like to watch the first hour of Gladiator. That's what he tells her. It's good enough. And she is awesome. He is a better person. He is a, the man 
not necessarily the most mentally gifted man, but a person that comes and spills the truth of humanity's existence as mere lizard people 2,000 years removed from our own evolution away from that. A man, not just lizard, not just snake, but something more than a garden rake. This man is a river who delivers the shiver. Cupid with arrows and quivers. I don't know what else to say about this guy, but I'm going to keep saying things. I'm going to tell you that your next comic once walked on a river of shit. No creek, no paddle. He said, I'm getting down there. I can get out of this river instead of going down. It was smarter the man than any uh, people were covered in poop from that river. But this man stepped out of it, walked among us once again, an Andy Dufresne of ungood life choices. An amazing person, but better yet, more so than that, somebody that you've seen, maybe not personally, but in your heart, a man that's been on the streets of San Francisco, on the TVs of America, on the hallucinogens in parks that you don't know about. This guy is third eye blind to the weird eyed mind. This guy is Huba Stank crossed with extra stank. This next guy made Cheetos out of his own dick cheese. This next guy is an amazing comic. He, he made it tasty. I don't know how he did it. He's better than us. That's what I'm saying. Powder, cream, dip. I don't know how he does it. He has hair on his head. He has skin. Odd his skid places. <laughs> this guy coming to the stage right now. Uh, coming to the stage right now because my, uh, my marijuana delivery service just showed up to, to bring more weed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say hi to lifted420.org people. Yeah. They could add that to my points. That's called an online referral right there. After a thousand, I get a free eighth of weed. Lifted420.org, best service in the world. I love them. Not as much as your next comic, though. This comic coming to the stage right now will light the fires in your tires. Give it up for the lovely, Ow! the beautiful, the amazing. Zach Wiseman, everybody. Yeah. Give it up for Zach Wiseman. Pull up your pants, lock your doors. It's not working out. <laughs> nope, it burns when I pee and I miss my cousin Terry. We gotta clean it up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have a cousin Terry. So I'm dressed like I own puppets. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, my hat? Okay, poke my hat. It's a Pokemon hat. It's a Pokemon hat. I got a Pokemon hat. I don't play Pokemon. I don't fucking play Pokemon. <laughs> I got a Pokemon hat, though. It's my Pokemon hat. I've never played Pokemon my entire fucking life. 
book my hat though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Zubats. <laughs> Here people hate Zubats. <laughs> what if you got what if you just handed uh homeless people Zubat t shirts? <laughs> and then people just wander around looking for Pokemon to be like, these fucking Zubats <laughs> Oh Jesus. I apologize. That was very rude of me. <laughs> I wish I had money. God damn it. I would have so many fucking Z Wet t shirts. <sighs> so, how are you guys going to kill yourselves? Easily? Gun. Gun. Man can't afford airfare. That's, that's good to know. Uh, gun. Gun. I respect the gun suicide because that's, that's hard to do that. That's a very difficult movement at times. Uh, but also, cowardly. I say, burn yourself. Here's here's how I want to kill myself. I wanna I want to uh, jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I <laughs> think that's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody jumps off. Nobody realizes from peak to roadway is very much space. That's you can die from that. And also, like if you fall in front of a fish, fish goes uh, and swims the other way. Day's fine. You know, you fall onto a car, that car's day, if not week, is ruined. You know what I mean? Take something with you, you know? If the, if the world has fucked you hard enough to make you jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge, take somebody with you. Fuck them. I also think it'd be great uh, to hang yourself underwater. Because one of those is unnecessary, you know what I mean? It's fucking great. If you have uh, rocks tied to your ankles, fucking throw a noose on the pier as well. You know? <laughs> Solve that shit, monk. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I do think, like, the, the coolest way to kill yourself ever would probably be with your bare hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no question of intent there at all. <laughs> Ah, uh, he just needed help. No, he clawed his way to his brain. <laughs> There's plenty of times when he could have stopped. There was... I'd never kill myself, guys. No, I probably will. But, like, for this next joke, <laughs> I won't kill myself. But what I will do is I'll keep writing the suicide notes. And I'll just carry them around with me, you know? That way, if I die in some, like, fantastical manner, like, if, if I got hit by a meteorite, right, and then they find a suicide note, <laughs> blow people's fucking minds. <laughs> like, huh, hey, what do you have here? <laughs> How the fuck did he do that? 
That is goddamn amazing. <laughs> Obviously, this wasn't a cry for help gone awry. He was in control of the cosmos. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. People like to make rules for comedy. Uh, people like to say, like, uh, hey, the formula for comedy, it's a tragedy plus time equals comedy. It's a, and I don't know if that's true necessarily, because I think things are funny immediately. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if that's true, but I do think, I do think it'd be a cool thing to say to a group of kids right before you shoot yourself in front of them. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, you'll get it. Ah, wait for it. You'll, ah, just, just, ah, give it time. <laughs> like, maybe that, maybe that's what your grandmother was trying to tell you on her deathbed. She's like, no, go closer. Just do this guy. Oh, fuck. He never leaned closer. Now your grandmother didn't get to experience that joke with anybody. You fucking heartless cunts. <laughs> Does that not work? Calling the audience heartless cunts? Is that not a. I gotta work on my crow work. Jeez. You guys wanna hear the grossest joke I've ever written? Yeah! <laughs> Quick yep, I like that. It's honesty. Alright, the next time I know, I know I'm getting a blowjob. The next time I know I'm getting a blowjob, later that evening. I'm going to spend the better part of that day uh, picking my boogers out of my nose, picking my boogers, and just put them in my pee hole, you know? I'll just take them. <laughs> and then, like, I'll take, like, the ink part out of a pen and just, like, pack them down like a little... <laughs> like, a, like a boogery cock musket, you know? <laughs> This is the, and then uh, later when she's uh, when she's blowing me right, and I come to her mouth because I just never say anything right, and I come to her mouth, and she'd be like, "Why, why is it lumpy?" Oh. And then I'll go, uh, "Well, I haven't done this in a while. I guess it curdled." <laughs> huh? My cum spoiled inside of my body. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, my, my rotten soul is poisoning my organs. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> I enjoy that. No, there's no need for that. I don't. You want to buy a Pokemon hat? Uh, no. Nintendo, brand bucks. name, brand name. How much? 20 bucks. Done. Will you give me 20 bucks? No. What are you, Jesus Christ. This man doesn't understand art. <laughs> oh man, art's dumb. Just know that. Just everybody know that forever. Where's my $20? Oh yeah, easy. I want to do this right now. There's no backing out. Found this hat on the road. I wrote Pokemon hat on it. I'm selling for $20. <laughs> It's more than comedy pays me in fucking long time. <laughs> Pokemon hats, guys. I'm in a trade market. Pokemon hat. Not Pokemon Nintendo Corporation. Pokemon hat. Have this. May, might make Pokemon hat the game. <laughs> Just make and trade Pokemon hats. 
Gotta make them all, you know what I mean? Done. It's a real weird way to make money, guys. It's a fucking strange life. Oh, man. I am legitimately excited to make that much money. Ah, fuck. You ever been so poor that uh, you go on a Craigslist for free shit and you just like look around for free shit that you think you could sell for more money? You ever done that? <laughs> I went on Craigslist one time and the best listing, someone, someone had free bees. <laughs> not like free bees, not like <laughs> free fucking bubble bees. And you're in a weird spot where you're like, fuck man, how do we make bees into money? Are you fucking, is hiving a thing? How do we make fucking hives? Can we teach these bees to suck dick and then repost them on a Craigslist? Is that a thing we can do? I was so poor uh, one time. Uh, I was sleeping on this guy's couch, right? Cause was, right? And uh, he asked me one time. He was like, hey, Zach, did you take out the trash? And I was like, no. He's like, well, why is there no trash in the trash can? And I had to explain to him. I was like, dude, we are too poor to make trash. Like, first you need to acquire goods <laughs> before you can throw the remnants of those goods away. <laughs> we don't have goods, man. <laughs> ah, better times. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. This is a cool city. I like this city because uh, nobody gives a fuck. I really appreciate that. Like, uh, San Francisco is based on, I think, the ideal that, like, uh, I'll do whatever the fuck I want, but I'm not crazy. I saw a man uh, have like a fairly rational conversation with another man while he was wiping his ass and throwing it in a trash can. <laughs> that man was not crazy. He just had to wipe his ass. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that in this city. So when I moved here, uh, I was a homeless guy. I was a homeless guy when I moved here. Uh, and it's, uh, if you're ever thinking about being homeless, don't move. I mean, you, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Fail as hard as you want. It's not that bad. Uh, and it was great. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a cool city. I was talking to this other homeless guy when I moved here. And he was like, uh, dude, it is way chiller in Oakland for homeless people. You should come be homeless in Oakland. It's just so much chiller. And I was like, dude, I didn't become homeless to commute. <laughs> it's not what I'm fucking doing with my time. You know what I mean? It's a ridiculous idea. That guy was stupid. His favorite thing from Burger King was their uh, ham sandwich. Just think about that for a second. He liked Burger King for their ham sandwiches. This guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> God damn it. Daniel.
Shut up. Daniel Bernhicks is the worst person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> you know what I like about dogs? There's only one way a dog can hurt you. Bite you, and that's it. I can see that coming a mile away. Come on, fucking dog. Oh, that dog's going to bite me. <laughs> Later, dog. People are disgusting. You reprehensible. <laughs> I just fucking around. I apologize. You're all nice people, you demon scum fucks. So I gave this dude a tattoo earlier. Uh, best and worst tattoo I've ever given in my life. It was the first tattoo I've ever given in my life. And this motherfucker let me do it. <laughs> So you, you know like that feeling like when you're on acid and some dude's like, hey, you want to give me a tattoo? And you're like, okay. You know what I mean? It's fucking weird. Uh, and then he's satisfied with the bad tattoo you give him. That is what you call a friend. <laughs> what do you think the best candy to ball gag a child with is? Jawbreaker? I think a lot of people think Jawbreaker. I don't think so. I think it's Taffy. You know what I mean? Because a Jawbreaker is just only one way. Taffy, they try to bite into it. They're stuck. They're both. Yeah. It's great. It's like the quicksand of candy. It's great. <laughs> Can't fight your way out. I mean, it's, it's always sexier to use, like, the last kid's underwear. But you're going for muffled sound, the t I think the taffy. I think the taffy. It's all speculation. Here. No, speculation. Uh, so I was oiling, oiling my puppets down earlier, and um, <laughs> I don't know puppets. I don't know puppets. I think I should clarify. I actually don't know puppets. <laughs> I never. I, uh, some mannequins occasionally. Mannequins, they're pretty cool. Mannequins listen, you know what I mean? <laughs> you talk to a mannequin. <laughs> During Beta Breakers, uh, someone stole a mannequin from my house. And I put, a, I put, up, uh, I put up lost mannequin signs. I didn't get any responses. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about mannequins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do like, though, uh, if you can find mannequin arms, they usually don't fit through jacket arms, so you can just have really long arms, and I do like that. That's my favorite part about mannequins. It is. It really is my favorite part. So I grew up in uh, Alaska. It is a weird place. Uh, I mean, I know it looks like I fit in, fit in in Alaska, <clears throat> but not really. It's not. 
This is not the norm. One of the first fights I got into in Alaska, I was a kid. <clears throat> and this other kid, he was like a... He's like, hey, white boy, you took our land. And I was like, dude, I'm seven. I don't think I took anything from anybody. I think I barely, I just barely learned how to take a shit outside of my pants. I didn't, I've not stolen nothing. Because they have bad grammar up there. Weird spot. My dad, uh, he was a dude who just, uh, he just ran away from him, the world, and then, uh, he, he, then I'm here, in, the, in not the world, right? And uh, he's a weird guy. Like, uh, my dad sold weed. That, that's what he did. Uh, my dad sold weed, and uh, one time this guy stole weed from my dad. So my dad, uh, he, he grabbed two shotguns and then uh, went to this guy's house. He had a shotgun uh, for himself and then a shotgun for the other man. Uh, <laughs> and then he went to this man's house and then he knocked on the door and then the man didn't answer uh, so he shot open his door and then uh, just shot the house up and the man being the uh, fairly rational person that he was just hid under the bed <laughs> in that situation there's no way to really re recollect money so my dad just shot his house for a while <laughs> and that's, that's where I come from it's like there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of shooting. There was like weird shooting, like because uh, people ride snow machines all the time there. So uh, sometimes uh, somebody would die, and there'd just be uh, snow machine tracks next to them, and that's really hard to follow. You know, it's a it's a bad lead. You know, you're not gonna pull the dogs out for that one. But there wasn't a lot of shootings. Um, I don't know exactly when I broke as a person. When I just stopped caring about stuff. Because it's stupid. Like, it's all, everything is pointless. Just realize that. And then just don't worry about it. Because <laughs> there's no reason to. You can't, you can't stop it. So you just do it. Like, uh, I, went to, uh, I went to school one day. And I had a, a fresh thing of Oreos. So today is going to be a good day. I have Oreos for trade. I'm going to make at least $10. Probably get uh, fresh bananas, which is good in Alaska. I don't know if you know that. I went to school, and uh, this kid I knew, he came in with a, a shotgun and shot this other kid I know in his tummy tum. And I say tummy tum because it's the funniest word for belly. And this is a kind of rough story, so... They, Shot him in his tummy tum. And then uh, the principal, being the wise, learned man that he was, uh, he came out with a bat and tried to stop him. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> also applies to bats. Because he's fucking dead now. That, he did not stop anything. That is a noble gesture, uh, dead sir. You know? And uh, th there are good parts about being in a school shooting. Like, if you're in a school shooting, uh, you, can, you can run in the halls. You can fucking chew gum, you know? As long as you're not the person doing the shooting, you can grab another slice of pizza in the cafeteria line. It doesn't matter. It's great. Free reign of that motherfucker. And I did learn something from being in a school shooting. I learned that if you're in a school shooting, 
and uh, you live through it, you get a Super Nintendo. <laughs> you could eat pizza every night for a month. And that is the limit here, parent sympathy. That's, <laughs> that's great. I like that. So the first fight uh, Mike Tyson ever got into, he was uh, he was ten years old, little old Mike Tyson, and uh, a kid from the neighborhood. He uh, he was fucking with Mike's pigeons. He killed one of his pigeons, <laughs> so uh, Mike Tyson beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> right? And to us right now, that's the first dude that Iron Mike Tyson, former heavyweight champion of the world, Iron Mike Tyson, at one point in time, the most deadly man on the planet. That's the first dude that Iron Mike Tyson ever knocked out. But to them, back then, dude got beat up by the pigeon kid. <laughs> and that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> You got beat up by little Mikey, the kid that fucks with birds? <laughs> Jesus 